What's the one thing all great teams have in common? Great coaching. Try to suck up to me, Evelyn. I'm Gordon Bombay, the new hockey coach. All right, let's go! Learn me! Come on! We're Team USA, gathered from all across America. And we're going to stick together. You know why? Because we are ducks, and ducks fly together. It's the Quack Attack Podcast. Hey, everybody. Good looking skater. I'm Mike. That's Tommy. Hello, everyone. That's Kevin. Hey, y'all. Welcome to the Quacky Day Podcast, the definitive Mighty Ducks podcast. I'll say right off the top, if you didn't listen to the episode last week, you probably should before you get into this one. Other than that, go to the shop. Free shipping. Chip 18 is the code. Extended till March 19th. Extended. Because of Mike's birthday, which is today as we're recording. Thank you. Thank you to everybody who's sending gifts. And How and- old are you, Mike? I'm 28 years old. Well, welcome to the club. Thank you. Thank you. I always said I'd have my life figured out by 30, so I got two years left <laughs> to go. But yeah, it's, it's been nice to be here with the quack lights on my birthday. I'm enjoying it thus far. So other than that. Did you see I, what a totally offside got you? Uh, an engraved gravy boat? Yeah, I'm looking forward to that. I'm a big fan of gravy. So uh, yeah, I've always wanted my own engraved just with my name on it. So, really looking forward to that. Anything else, you can get, uh, click through our link on Amazon. And, uh, yeah. Do you, have a, do you have a wish list? Do you have a birthday list that they can go peruse? Just anything that costs a lot of money, really. <laughs> I'm very. Uh, but if they're buying it for you, like, it would give us money and you'd get a gift. Yeah, that's true. That's true. But I'm not, uh, I don't, I don't really have anything. But, like, just whatever the quack likes. I feel like we've talked for, like, literally. You could literally listen to the Quack Attack for days straight at this point. So I feel like you guys know me fairly well. So just get whatever you think I would like. And uh, we'll see. We'll judge them. <laughs> I like that. That'd, yeah. be, that'd be great. Yeah. Anyway, anything else here before we get into it? Well, with some quick breaking news. Uh, Tommy and I have just been asked to be groomsmen in Mike's wedding. Uh, oh, that's so, true. Yeah. So, just wanted to share that breaking news with the uh, with the quack lights. Very exciting. Yeah. Yes, I was admonished for not doing it on air, and I didn't really consider that. But uh, you should have you should have had your fiance like ask a fake quack question. Ooh. Oh, yeah. That would have been good, but she doesn't listen to the show. Spread <laughs> doesn't even know what a quack question is, or Twitter, or Twitter for that matter. Yeah. yeah she doesn't have a Twitter, so I don't. Know. She got an email it in, I guess. Who knows? Yeah. She's more of a Pinterest person. Lost opportunity. <laughs> Lost opportunity. Yeah. We got to get the Pinterest page going. I forgot about that. Yeah, we do need a Quack Attack Pinterest page. I don't think we do. <laughs> I don't know. It's like every... Uh, I- I've been going over a lot of job applications, and people say they're like, oh, I'm skilled with Pinterest. I was like, that has nothing to do with how <laughs> you do this job. And like LinkedIn, it's like, no one uses LinkedIn. What? When do you use LinkedIn for work? Other than like, saying, well, what is this person just, doing? Yeah, just trying to so get you people. know how to use LinkedIn. Congrats. Yeah, I mean, I, I don't know. It's starting to become a bit more of like a content platform. I feel like it's kind of shifting in that direction. Like it used to just be like for networking and stuff, but I do feel like it's shifting a little bit. So I feel like that is less of a fair criticism than the other. The Pinterest thing is, yeah, yeah. I don't know how. Well, I guess I should look really. more on LinkedIn. Instead yeah, of discarding I mean, resumes. I, I, I think it's there. kind of more industry specific. Like maybe it's just like my industry that is very like they've kind of pivoted to it as opposed to like Twitter and stuff um, where it's like a lot of like thought leadership type stuff around like design and development mm-hmm. and stuff like that. Um, but but yeah, I feel like it's getting a little bit more 
getting some more teeth to it as like a social media platform as opposed to just a networking thing. Well, it's good to know. Yeah. Well, it's a deep insight from Kevin there. That's probably the deepest insight he's had in a while on this pod. So. <laughs> wow. That's... <laughs> Let's get someone on LinkedIn uh, on the pod and talk about it. Oh, they yeah. probably would. The, uh, yeah, they probably would. I could probably could find somebody to talk about LinkedIn pivoting to a more content generating platform. Yeah. All right. It'll be I don't, least listen to. Yeah, I was gonna say I don't time. think anyone's gonna listen, but I could do it. <laughs> anyway, let's enough LinkedIn. Wait, talk. Uh, are we diving right into the novelization? Well, yeah, I was gonna have Tommy set it up, but yeah. Okay, b- yeah. before we do that, can Spoiler we talk about alert. the about Brock Pierce? Or are we? Yeah, yeah, we can do it. Yeah, throw it out there. Okay, first of all, I I uh, told my friend I would do this because he texted me. Um, when was this Monday night, or was that last night when I texted you guys? On March thirteenth, I, I guess. Yeah, last night. Um, and he he just texted me. He goes, um, "Dude, you guys should have Brock Pierce on." Um, and I was like, "This is this is weird and out of context a little bit." Um. So apparently he was kind of he was mentioned a little piece in uh, of course Brock Pierce played young Gordon yes, Bombay yes clarification mm-hmm. there and he was the first kid right in first kid with Sinbad with Correct. Sinbad I'd rather yeah. have Sinbad I know we've mentioned that a lot <laughs> on this um, but he is I don't I don't I still don't really know what his role with this cryptocurrency company is but he's like the face of it more or less I, yeah I think he's like the founder I don't think he's the founder CEO. I think he's like he's just like the face okay i think i I could be wrong about that anyway so he was featured in a piece on last week tonight with john oliver um which that's somebody we should have on the show that'd be great hook that up mike um i'll work on it but uh yeah so he just seems like he has uh just totally spun off the planet and this cryptocurrency company i don't even know if it's called the company um it's called eos um, which it sounds like they haven't done anything, but they've raised $1.5 million, uh, billion dollars, sorry, um, via their, their ICO, their uh, initial coin offering. And it's just a fascinating story. And he's like incoherent. At some point he starts rambling on about Chestahedrons, which is the logo of the company. And he's, I don't know, it's a very, very interesting, uh, Mighty Ducks connection. Yeah. And I've tried to get Brock Pierce on. I think we there was somebody who had a connection to him, like his his mom's mom was dating like Brock Pierce, one of Brock Pierce's friends or something like that. And, mm. and he was we were trying to get him. Uh, we can continue getting him. Uh, according to uh, I don't know who is the first to report this, but there are multiple reports out there that Brock Pierce has now been removed mm. as a partner in those in eos after the john oliver special so. because of the john oliver sp- i mean he didn't even really like interview him it was just like a like a cobbled together pieces of interviews wasn't it yeah i mean he yeah it wasn't him yeah. they were just taking video of him at different events um well they were using video that existed of him yeah yeah yeah, yeah. that's events, what i yeah. meant like polling video yeah yeah so so what are they saying it's just because he like he doesn't represent the company or he's like that's why they were removing him, or I'm trying to read, but I, I'm not clear. I I think they're obviously in the John Oliver thing. There's a he mentions to uh quote Google Brock Pierce scandal, and there's a lot behind that. So I think that is also a part of that. Um, just that being brought up again. So I guess that would make a little bit more sense because I mean they obviously knew who. 
knew like his personality and stuff. It's not like that was like a shock to them. Yeah, but that's according to the internet, really, that he is out. At this was nine hours ago. I'm looking at interesting. So. We definitely should have him on to to get a quote from him. Yeah, yeah, I'll, it'll be I'll easy to get him out. on. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I'll reach out. I'll reach out. I wonder if like if he got to keep any piece of that money. You know, I don't. I honestly don't know how that like space works all that much. Like I'm fairly like sort of versed in the startup world, but like that's like its own wild west. Yeah. Like of that corner of the world. So there's there's less like written agreements and if you yeah can... even like un, even like you know not unwritten rules you know stuff like that. It's just kind of I don't know. I have no idea how it works. Like as a fundress as a fundraising vessel and. Just as a company, like structure mm-hmm. standpoint. Well, like, apparently Brock Pierce like enjoyed the the segment or whatever. Oh, really? I think He's he not... enjoys most things. Like, did you yeah. watch it, Tommy? I only watched parts of it. I skipped to the part where they showed Young Gordon Bombay. <laughs> and that's you didn't watch anymore. <laughs> just yeah. the two seconds of crib notes. <laughs> <laughs> he just seems like he has no idea what like is actually going on like in front of him. Like he's in his own little world. It's well, fascinating. Like, I want to sit in a room with that guy for 20 minutes. How old is he? Is he like 40? Uh, That's a good question. I can look it up. So if he was like 11 when the movie came out. Yeah, I don't know. I'll look it up in a second here. Um, But let's see. Let's see. He was born in 1980. He's 37. According to Wikipedia, of course. So he was born in 87? So he's 30. He's 37. He was born in 80. I was going to say, yeah. How does that add up? Yeah. So a lot of stuff going on there. If there are anybody, any quackalites in the cryptocurrency game that can explain this for us. I I own some kin tokens. That's about all all that I know about the the crypto space. Wow. Yeah, I own like 400,000 kin tokens. (laughs) How much did you have to spend for those? Uh, I, I believe I paid all told, like after fees and everything, it, it ended up costing me like around three hundred bucks, I think, and it's now worth about a hundred. So it's not doing great, but I'm, <laughs> I'm uh, as they call it in the crypto game, I am a strong hodl. What um, the hell does that mean? It's <laughs> it stems from somebody who misspelled hold one time, and it just like caught on. So whenever so th- you're saying, so these are the that- kind of people. <laughs> Running the running the Bitcoin. Hey man, you're, industry. you're you're insulting a lot of the internet right now. Yeah. Um. I said running it. Huh? I said running it, running the industry. Hodel, Hodel, and Brock. Yeah, Pierce. I mean they're not running the industry. They're people in the industry that buy coins, but it just means that you're gonna hang on to them until they blow up, or in hopes that they blow up. Well, yeah, it's just like a regular. Yeah. You know, investment. Yeah. So, but it's H O D L instead of H O L D, just because somebody misspelled it one time and. That mm-hmm. people just decided to latch on to that. Interesting. That'll be a, like a great Jeopardy question in 10 years. It, yeah, it's like the the uh, PWN, like for poning somebody or whatever. Mm-hmm. And yeah, is that, that's, isn't that in a World of Warcraft thing? It's like, I don't know if it's World of Warcraft, but it, I mean, it means perfectly it's internet. Yeah. yeah. No, I thought it was a, well, I mean, it's, I thought it was a typo that yeah, came from yeah. somebody saying owned. Or and now that's yeah. what it's yeah. like. I mean, that's so it's the same thing. It's just internet people. It's just yeah. internet people. Yeah. <laughs> and you are down $200. Yeah. But I mean, if that, if that does blow up, then I'll be, you know, driving around my Lambo. Yeah. With you know? Brock Pierce. And then, just... and then I'll be laughing. Yeah. Me and Brock Pierce be, <laughs> you know, counting our stacks of money while you're so, over here. So right now, by. every one of Kevin's shares of, what is it called? Uh, kin, kin token. Kin token? Yeah. 
is worth yeah i can look it up for you I, i'm looking up how much is if, if it's worth a hundred dollars and you have four hundred thousand shares so each share is worth sorry this decimal is so small i can't yeah even. it's it's, it's point point zero 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 two five so it'd be cents point zero one eight seven two two cents each share we got some differing math here but we'll figure it out later well my yeah. one was dollars as with cents oh cent, okay well, yeah okay. so yeah so because cents would be point zero one so in this case it's and that'd be one cent. So it'd be point zero one eight seven seven two. This is a great. How pod. much would? It's actually worth eighty six dollars and forty three cents right now. <laughs> Ooh, oh, not okay. Yeah, not great. So hypothetically, mm-hmm. it gets up to a dollar a share. If it gets up to a dollar a share, I do. You sell, I, or do you, you wait? Oh, I think if it gets up to a cent, I sell. Gets up to a cent. Yeah, because if if it gets up to a cent, is it forty grand? Yeah. Oh yeah, I'd be out. And that's why, like the the thing, the whole thing with Bitcoin is fascinating because people are like, "Oh man, why didn't you hold on to it?" It's like everybody would have sold the second it hit like some decent amount of money. Mm-hmm. You know? So there are like a, a very cent. small few people that made millions of dollars. On so it. it gets to a cent on let's just say Monday, Tuesday, Tuesday. I'm paying off my student loans, baby. It gets to a dollar. Yeah, that would feel? suck. And that how would do you really feel? suck. Yeah, I mean that would that'd be devastating. But I mean, and little do you know, still Mike and I invested when it was. Worth. <laughs> we bought your kin token, and we do have Lamborghinis, and all you have is a Ford Focus. It's nice. Yeah, it's not I mean, a Lamborghini. I, I'd be doing better for the environment, so I'd feel pretty good about that. There you go. Anyway, I, I guarantee a... you, if Mike and I have Lamborghinis and and Kevin has a Ford Focus, he doesn't say a word about the environment. Seriously. Yeah. Actually, I think I'd have to hold on to that. You know what I mean? Yeah. Oh, yeah. That'd be your argument. Yeah. yeah. You'd be like, "Well, I'm." Yeah. Then we'd listen to the tape about your Lambo and Brock Pierce. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's true. Anyway, that was crypto talk. Come back next week, and we should uh, make it we'll a regular segment where we just ramble on. Well, I do think each week we should provide an update on Kevin's investment. Oh yeah, I like that. yeah, Kin we can definitely do that. All right. Um, so what's we, that? We have 80? somebody from Kintoken on. They're very vocal about. Oh, like, are they? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. The guy's the founder of the of it's it's founded by or the the coin came from the company Kick, which is like a messaging. Service. Oh yeah. Um. So he's done like a a bunch of AMAs right, lately and stuff. How so. easy is it to purchase Kin Token? This was, it was fairly difficult. Like, especially oh, if you're not familiar, like I wasn't really familiar with the industry and like the process at all. And this isn't traded on like the major exchanges. So you have to go to like through all, you have to jump through all these hoops. And it was a very frustrating and weird process. And it also, I happened to be doing it at a time when the, like the network was really clogged by something called Crypto Kitties, which is another coin. That people went crazy for just because they were named after kittens. Mm-hmm. So it's all about and the name, really. It's a, like I'm saying, it's like a, the Wild West out there. It's crazy. Like people just like, it's a beautiful fundraising in, like tool for companies. Like Kodak has its own icon now. And like, you know, people are just buying, they're like 140,000, what did John Oliver say, tokens now? I don't know. It's some crazy number. Anyway. We could ramble on this forever. but Yeah, we've we already have. spent like 15 <laughs> minutes on it. So let's go back. Tommy, what is the actual topic today besides <laughs> Kevin's crypto investments? I don't even know. All I want to do is talk about coin currency. 
cryptocurrency and chestahedrons. But no, um, this is part two of uh, our discussion of the novelization of um, D2. Um, so they're novelizations of each of the books. Um, there are so many differences that we're, we had to break this one into two. We might have to go into the third one if we talk more about yeah. chestahedrons. I'll try to work through it here. But yeah, so to recap from last episode, we uh, met the Ducks. They went to training camp. Uh, Portman lost his Nirvana tape. Guy and Luis got in a fight over Connie. And they were just heading to L.A. when we left off. So now they get to L.A. and they have the press conference. And then they have the opening ceremonies. Bombay now sleeps through well he doesn't I thought sleep you were say sleeps with he doesn't sleep through but he sleeps in he goes he's late to the opening ceremony he's trying to fix his tie that's where maria comes in she fixes his tie and that whole thing sort of starts um and then they go to the first game and banks is like looking in the stands but instead of uh instead of a girl in the stands charlie's like oh don't tell me your dad's here so but banks still obviously upset about the scouts and then so they beat Trinidad and Tobago after the first game uh Connie and Julie are said to bond because they're the only two girls on team USA um they become fast friends Julie is very impressed with Connie because she's like everyone likes her uh to, to go into it so quote I love it here said Connie I feel like a movie star or something you're used to it said Julie then she paused What's it like to have both Guy and Luis in the palm of your hand? I wish they would both grow up, Connie answered. American boys are so immature. Julie smiled. She knew Connie was referring to Gianni, the handsome boy who was the captain of the Italian team. For the opening ceremonies earlier that day, Gianni introduced himself to both girls, but it was obvious he had special eyes for Connie. So we have Gianni coming into the situation as well. Time out. Okay. Wait, Connie said American boys are so stupid? Correct. Why? Because she's down with Gianni. So Connie, who's only ever known American boys except for the last two weeks. Wait, hang on. Sorry, I was I was looking up a quiet question. Um, who's Gianni? Gianni is the captain of the Italian team. Okay. They met at the opening ceremonies that Bombay was late uh, and, to. And we don't really meet him in the movies, right? Or in the films? Never. He's not in the films at all. Okay. Other than maybe on the ice when uh, Goldberg's talking about meatballs to the Italian team. But other than that, we never meet him. Um, so we go on. There's the feather prank. And Banks is all upset. Banks is all... He's in the room next to Goldberg, Wu, uh, and I think it's Luis. Who does the uh yeah, who does the feather prank on Dwayne? So Banks comes in and is like, Oh, I got scouts scouts are watching, like, let's keep it down and then they eventually beat him with pillows and he like has a good time. But anyway, that sets up this whole <laughs> yes, thing. Wait, I got scouts watching. <laughs> yeah, he's like, gotta sleep for his scouts or he's not gonna like, Oh, make I thought it. you meant like the scouts are watching the hotel. Oh the, no, the no, dorm. no. Yeah, <laughs> so good so, of a teammate he is. <laughs> yeah, I think like this sort of begs the question, does Adam ever like clear his head enough to where he does make it to the pros? Because at this point, I have serious doubts. So he's so focused that he just he just. I think that's deeply rooted in his relationship with his father. Yeah, for sure. Which I think... Tommy doesn't agree with me on. Tommy thinks his dad is like an upstanding dad. I think his dad's a piece of shit. I never said he was an upstanding dad. He's wearing a Hawks jacket to the game. 
where the ducks are playing, not his son. I don't know. I always thought that his dad was a piece of shit. If I remember right, I, I thought you always defended him. I could be wrong, though. I mean, there's worse qualities to have than, you know, going to your son's hockey game. And He's the a helicopter. Teams. He's a helicopter parent. Right. I mean, I'm not defending it, but there's worse qualities to have. Well, yes. <laughs> of course. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah. But no, I, I think it, you're absolutely right. It's definitely, it definitely has to do with his relationship with his dad, and his dad probably pushed him. I mean, yeah. It's like almost like um, in the Breakfast Club, Emilio Estevez's character's dad pushes him in so much that Emilio's like, sometimes I wish my knee would just give out so I could stop. Mm. Mm. That's mm. a good good Parallel. connection there. Yeah. yeah. Wow. I like that. Anyway, so but- <laughs> <laughs> Mike's like, can I get through this fucking thing? Please? So Banks is uh, Banks is stressing out. He goes to Miss McKay, and I think we said last episode, like Tommy, you theorized that maybe Miss McKay was like a mole to try to get these kids to stop playing hockey because she doesn't like hockey. So <laughs> McKay comes in and explains to Banks like the chances of making the league and how it's so slim and that kind of stuff. She's a dream killer. She's a terrible teacher, if that's the case. So she's a little too realistic for my liking. <laughs> yeah. So anyway, so uh, we go back to into the book here. Banks stared silently at Miss McKay. He felt his heart sink to his stomach. She was right. He realized the odds were astronomical that he wouldn't make it into the league. What made him think he was good enough anyway? I hang on. I still have teachers that can't wait for my NBA debut. I just want to throw <laughs> that out there. Some terrible teachers you have. <laughs> Okay. That's all. I just want to say that. I well, how do you think they feel about you now? Even that you, I mean, well, once they hear about your terrible investment, <laughs> uh, Kintogen. Are we talking about in Kintogen or my time investment in the Quack Attack podcast? Oh, they, low blow. they really appreciate your time investment. <laughs> they're they're proud that you stuck to something. Yes. They just wish you would have spent your money more wisely. <laughs> Anyway, we go back to the book. <laughs> yeah. I, I, so, so Banks is just like, oh, I'll never make it. What, what happens after that? So Banks is Banks is uh, packing his bags, basically. Gordon Bombay's quit. Gordon Bombay's at the big party at the house, and in this version, Pat Riley is at the party. So he's talking to Pat Riley, gets a phone call, finds Banks packing his bags up, goes to Miss McKay, and uh, they get into a fight. And uh, Gordon decided he had heard enough. He wouldn't let a know-nothing school teacher ruin his team, not to mention ruin his chances of becoming a famous coach. You were brought here to teach, he said coldly. Just do your job. He left the room and slammed the door behind him. It sent a shudder down Michelle's spine. Wow. What was Banks's grand plan? Pack his bags and go <laughs> yeah, back go home? Where? Yeah. Go into the Just go to the airport? The simple life of being an investment <laughs> broker working for his dad or whatever? <laughs> yeah. I, he just gave up hope and was going to go home. Uh, so we cut away, basically, and we go to the Ducks are at the beach, and uh, Quite Light Sam sent us something, which I thought was interesting. So there's long been a rumor about a deleted scene from the beach. So maybe some of this stuff is the deleted scenes we'd have to confirm that with somebody but uh anyway so the ducks are playing frisbee Gee throws it way over Luis's head on purpose they get mad woo goes to get the frisbee and um we go back into the book when he bent down to pick it up however he was tackled by eight vikings that's the iceland team 
They'd been <laughs> so aggressive. Yeah, they had been jogging along the beach in their uniforms when they blindsided. Their uniforms. <laughs> yeah, when they blindsided Ken, one of the Vikings then deliberately smashed his knee into Ken's face. Ken slumped to the ground, his nose dripping with blood. He should be in jail. Yeah. So and the the ducks and Iceland obviously like there comes to a, a moment there and apparently Stanson is there and Stanson just like lets it happen. He says, uh, "This is between you boys. I don't want to meddle." So, <laughs> so yeah. So he leaves the pavilion and then it's six team USA players versus fourteen Vikings. Uh. Olaf throws a first punch. He hit. He hits Fulton. Portman jumps on Olaf's back. So they get into a fight. Anyway, that's good uh, fighting strategy. Go for Fulton in first. Like I, maybe you should have gone for Portman first, but it's smart. Anywho, anyway, so the ducks are at the police station when Bombay finds them. Uh, Wait, why were the ducks at the police station? I think everybody was at the police station, but we are just focusing on the ducks in this story. I mean, T- Iceland better have been there. Yeah. So. Uh, Maybe they had diplomatic community since they were like Iceland's greatest. Uh, Get out of my head. <laughs> so, and then Charlie's very upset that Bombay wasn't there to either monitor or, or break Chaperone it up or whatever. whatever yeah. uh, Wait, where was Bombay at this point? Are you getting into that? So he was um, at the. I believe he's on. No, he wasn't at the date on this time. I, I'm not sure where he is at this point. I think he's just at his house. If I recall would, correctly, would Miss McKay have been there? Like she was maybe not. if she wasn't chastised. By oh, Monday. that's a good question. I don't think that's really addressed, but that is a good question. Uh, so Charlie says they jumped us. It wasn't fair. Where were you? Gordon avoided the question. I had things to do. He said he found himself unable to look Charlie in the face. Oh, things said Charlie sarcastically. <laughs> of course. Sorry. I guess I shouldn't ask. Gordon stiffened. I was attending to important team business. So. They go on, and Charlie's like, "You've been you've been attending attending to a lot of team business here. Maybe you should attend more to the team." And anyway, so Gordon gets mad and goes to the gym to work out, and Maria comes to the gym to apologize to Gordon, uh, Maria, the Iceland trainer, on behalf of the the Vikings. Team. Okay. Yeah, and she offers to buy him ice cream, setting up the date. Interesting. There. Interesting. So, before we get to that, though, we go back to the dorm, and Gee, Ken, and Averman are uh, dropping water balloons on players from other teams as they walk back because Gordon has instituted a 7 p.m. curfew, so they aren't allowed that's, to leave their dorm. That's just some good, clean teenage fun. You yeah. Know? Exactly. So, unless one of them like pees in one of the water balloons, <laughs> that's true. That then that would be dirty teenage fun. Yeah. While this is happening, nothing wrong with. I mean, there. I guess there is something wrong with it, but <laughs> it doesn't seem like it. It's a victimless crime for the most part. <laughs> so while Ken, Gee, and Averman are doing this, Gianni comes to Connie and Julie's window, starts playing guitar. <laughs> Hello, crooned Gianni, looking up at Connie. Please, what is your name? <laughs> Mi chiamo Connie, she answered in phrasebook Italian. No, no, said Gianni, a bit confused. Si, si, said Connie, nodding. <laughs> I am Connie. Not you, signorina, pleaded Gianni. The other, Connie. Oh, 
Wow. Yeah. Connie was confused. Julie appeared next to her at the window. You, Gianni explained gleefully, mi amor, what is your name? Julie was bewildered. Julie, she answered tentatively. Gianni responded to Julie's quizzical look by breaking into song. Julie blushed. She was embarrassed. She also felt bad for Connie. Connie lowered her head and moved away from the window. Wow. Connie's like devastated even though she already has a boyfriend. She's got to settle for (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, Guillaume. Hey, Connie, called Julie. Watch this. She leaned slightly out the window. Hey, Gianni, she called. "Uh, Please back up into the light. I must see you. So he, she Gianni backs up and then she's gonna throw a water balloon, isn't she? Gee, Kenneth Averman pelt him <laughs> with water balloons, and like Julie, like does that for Connie, and that's all we know of Gianni. That's the whole. That's plot. his arc. Yeah, that's the whole arc of Gianni. He's just like parts in, and then he's just gets pelted with water balloons, and then that's it. A couple quick questions: Where did he get a guitar? He must have brought it with him from Italy. He brought a guitar in addition to all of his hockey equipment. This is very serious. Yes, they each player is allowed to bring. Can you imagine if effects. if this was now like the baggage fees on that would have been crazy? <laughs> Could he have? Well, maybe maybe they chartered a jet because Italian they chartered hockey. a jet for the Italian youth hockey team. <laughs> Absolutely, <laughs> maybe it's big there. Maybe it's big there. All right, so we go on and uh, Tibbles has upper deck trading cards made for the Ducks, which I thought was interesting. Uh, they go to the Iceland game, get killed. And then the Ducks go to play street hockey with Russ's crew and that kind of stuff. So is this our first introduction to Russ in the book? Or is he also no, been Russ like heckling been a, them? Russ yeah. has been around. But he, yeah, so they go to play street hockey. But Bombay shows up to where they were stretching and that kind of stuff. Which this isn't shown in the movie, but that makes sense. Uh, he doesn't know where they are. Maria comes around with her car and says, oh, they're at Belmont High School. How would Maria know that? Unclear. I think she says she saw them leave or whatever. She's like like doing some very nefarious scouting. Yeah. She well, she's good at her job. She's there As to scout. The trainer? I thought she that, was well, a trainer. Yeah. I mean, that's clearly just like a, a she's telling yeah. Gordon. So uh Bombay, she Bombay and Jan go to the high school. Ducks have already left. But so they 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 don't know where they are. So Maria says, uh, "Gordon, you look on this side." Jan, Wait, Maria you, went with her. Maria drove Jan oh, okay. and Bombay. <laughs> so weird. Uh, and she says, uh, "Gordon, you look on one side. Jan, you look on the other." So they go around the back. She speeds off. Wow. Just oh, played him. What a bitch. So she lied. Wow. Yeah, and that is why Bombay is late to the Germany game. Oh, I yeah. really want to talk to Brill about all of this. Yeah, to see how much of this was like actually in the script. I agree. I feel like we need to sort somehow make that happen. I'm sure he's working on Mighty Ducks TV series, but we'll, we'll try to track him down. So Maria pulls off Bombay and Yan trying to hitchhike their way back. When uh, who else pulls up but old Russ Tyler and his band of friends? And they, what kind of car are they in? Uh, I didn't. I don't have it written down. I think they. I don't remember what it's described as. Uh, but they pick up Bombay, take the Bombay and Jan to the game. So Germany game. McKay is the coach at this point. They go through the thing like we don't have a coach. We're not 
going to play. What are we waiting for? Ice to freeze. Let's play. Yeah, so McKay's still learning at this point, and she says, uh, that guy tripped Luis. She came playing to Averman. Isn't that bad? It's horrible, Averman agreed. Let the ref know how you feel. Miss McKay nodded and strode over to the ref. <laughs> Luis Mendoza was tripped, she said indignantly. That was unfair. There should be punishment. Penalty, suggested Averman mildly. The ref obliged by blowing the whistle. Uh, the German player was pulled off the ice. So she just asked <laughs> <laughs> She asked for the penalty, and the ref was like, okay. Well, I thought this was going to be a, he blows the whistle and goes, you're out of here to McKay or something. What kind, of, no. what kind of Mickey Mouse operation is this? I don't know. But yeah, McKay was just like, that happened, so you should have a penalty. And the ref was like, all right, we'll call M- it. McKay is like a hero to coaches everywhere by actually getting this yeah. referee to listen. Yeah. Weird. So, uh, USA beats Germany 3-2. Banks scores one-handed in the final seconds. He's obviously got the wrist injury from the first Iceland game. Uh, Maria. He scores one-handed? Yeah. Like, what does a- that even... Apparently, he, he plays, like, the entire game after... the Or the entire tournament after the Iceland game with one hand. Well, maybe it's more of like a... Like he has his gloves on. Yeah, exactly. I mean, like, y- having played hockey before... How difficult would that be? I mean, you couldn't get any power on your shots or anything. I, you could probably stick handle, like, if you are got the stick. But, yeah, you wouldn't be able to shoot, really, if you had, like, a broken wrist. Yeah. He probably just, like, fakes a goalie out and just... More, more of a decoy. Yeah. So, Maria upset. Obviously a villain at this point with Stanson. Uh, she calls it stupid duck nonsense. <laughs> so, we go to practice. Bombay discovered Banks' injury. Uh, he sits them out, takes the big promotional board out on the ice, burns it, and then he says, new attitudes means new players, announced Gordon. Then he blew the duck call. A door opened and Russ emerged suited up in the Team USA uniform. With Banks out of, we have a roster spot, explained Gordon. Any objections? The kids nodded in acceptance of Russ. So Charlie has no involvement in bringing Russ into the team here. Just Bombay from getting picked up by... Uh, Russ and he's, his crew. He's basically returning a favor. Like they yeah. gave me a ride, so I'm going to give you a spot on the greatest <laughs> national hockey team in the world, or one of the best. Yeah, like, that's a pretty outrageous returning of a favor. Yeah. And also, and quick sidebar, I I've never really thought about this in the context of the Mighty Ducks before until you're like breaking this down scene by scene. But this is a classic example of how a storyline like this wouldn't work today because like a cell phone and uber solves everything that is happening right now <laughs> like he can't find yeah. the players he just calls them or texts yeah. them or That's if why they, they have don't to, answer like, and do some kind of things like oh my yeah. phone's almost dead yeah, exactly yeah. he never needs a ride from maria he just ubers or if he gets a ride and then she just him she, he just ubers back so none of this happens it's funny i was reading this book it was like written in like 1990 but it takes place in like 2054 and it's like oh we can't find this person like we'll try their home line again and it's just like Oh, the phone keeps cutting out, or they're not at home. It's like, God, couldn't people have predicted cell phones? <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> yeah. Back to the novelization here. So Gordon has Banks teach Russ how to skate. That's how he picks it up so quickly. Uh, he officially names Miss McKay an assistant coach. So they're out. They're practicing. Spots Tibbles out in the stands. He stood up. Tibbles is looking kind of down. So he goes up to Tibbles. Uh Quote, Hendricks fired me, Tibbles told Gordon. No. He shook his head slowly. Can you believe it? He tried to smile. I just came to say goodbye and good luck. Sorry to put you through everything, but at least you still have your ducks. He stood up to leave. I'll see you, Gordo. And then 
Uh, Bombay, for some reason, takes that suits Tibbles up in goalie gear and has the Ducks fire pucks at him. <laughs> what? Uh, this will cheer him up. Yeah, that's like, I guess, to be part of the team. But, yeah, so Tibbles is fired, which I don't know if it's just cut out or, or they're changing that here, but it would explain why he's not all that upset when the Ducks change uniforms after the second period in the finals. That's true. So... Uh, they go through the tournament. Gretzky shows up. I know some Quackalites have expressed how they were upset. I think totally offside. Other Canadians have ex- expressed uh, disappointment that Gretzky was supporting Team USA in this tournament instead of Canada. Uh, in this, Gretzky says, now that Canada is out, I just wanted to say go Ducks. So mm. he waited for Canada to get eliminated, apparently. And notice how he says go Ducks, not go Team USA. <laughs> yeah. Which I think a lot of Canadians can get behind. That's true. Yeah. That's true. And uh, would he be playing with the Kings at this time? This was 94? Yeah, I believe I believe he was just traded to the Kings. Okay, so makes yeah. sense that he'd, he'd be there at least. And Yeah. Yeah. So right. this was like, uh, what, what's NHL? Is it NHL Live? Is that the game? The Nintendo game? Yeah, I think so. So, yeah, because I remember like in Swingers, he's on the Kings, and I think it's 94 is the mm-hmm. version of the game. Yeah, so it all fits here. Everything is going well. Gretzky is There's adjusting. not a single plot hole. <laughs> Gretzky is adjusting a life in L.A. He's just getting behind the home team. So we go. Gordon and uh, Stanton have three bar. They face off in three bar. Gets slashed. Uh, Banks comes in. And uh, Gordon says, Adam, we have a full roster. He looked at Russ, then looked back at Adam. As much as Adam wanted to play, he knew the team needed the knuckle puck. Is that the worst coaching decision of all time? <laughs> Let's see. Like the one thing we're missing is like this wildly unpredictable shot. Yeah. Instead of the greatest player in the tournament. Yeah. Instead of like <laughs> instead of like a good 20, 25 minutes of Adam Banks playing, you have Russ Tyler for one shift and a wildly unpredictable shot. But that's what he says. But I uh, and then obviously Charlie gives up his spot and all that kind of stuff. So the Iceland game. We go to the finals now. We have the third period. There's the alley oop play, and did, did Charlie write the alley oop play in this? Charlie does write the alley oop play, and this is how it's described. Dwayne swung at the puck like a golfer. The puck sailed almost straight up into the air and nearly hit the scoreboard before it fell back onto the ice. So I don't know how that goes forward if it's straight up in the air. But anyway, another hockey technical question how possible do you think that is the way it's the way it's played out like it's obviously exaggerated but like there are if you have a fast forward and their defense is slow like you can get the puck in your own zone and flip it up but they but the way it's described he didn't flip it up he he he, swung at the puck yeah golf club yeah like that i think physically that's possible yeah physically i don't think so either so uh, we go to the shootout now. Banks is in the shootout, and uh, Banks faked once, twice, three times. Then he did something expected. He faked again. <laughs> quadruple deke. The quadruple wow. deke. Unprecedented. Yeah, and then they go on the celebration. Uh, Gordon is standing around with his arm around Michelle when a reporter breaks in. So apparently, Gordon and Michelle getting together. Oh wait, so they won. Like, did is the same drama with like Gunner and Julie? Yeah, so Gunner comes in, they puts in Julie. Julie makes the stop. There's fancy. He goes glove. 
Um, Does Scooter still come over and kiss Julie? That's in D3. Oh, wait. Yeah, that's true. Sorry. Yeah, there's Find no... out next time. <laughs> well, it's Gunner. I mean... <laughs> yeah, there's no, there's no... Gunner doesn't come over and kiss Julie? <laughs> Um, yeah, so the the reporter butts in. Gordon Bombay said, "The reporter, you just coached Team USA to gold against all odds. What are you going to do now? We're going to go home." He replied. Then he looked at Michelle and smiled. And then at the airport, Tibbles runs up and says he's gotten a job with the new Anaheim NHL franchise, and uh, they want to be named the Mighty Ducks, but they need this Ducks approval. These Ducks approval. The team says yes. Like that's collectively, they, like they're all just like, yeah, okay. Yeah, they like, they, no one's like, hold on. <laughs> yeah, they need a lawyer. Yeah, like, yeah. No, they just look at each other Tibbles and say, yeah. did the ducks. Yeah, wow. he worked them. He worked them. But yeah, that's sort of how it ends there. Uh, things they took out. Uh, they added Marcy Hendricks, who is a bit player. She's like owner of Hendricks Hockey at this point. I don't remember his official title. She just comes in, says a couple things to Bombay and like, doesn't really involve uh they took out the bash brothers there's no sort of mention of the nickname at all uh, they took out uh when the roosters are crowing and the cows are spinning circles in the past year mm. when they do the ducks but those are the major things they took out but uh overall i would say way more interesting than the first one. Oh yeah can we, can we jump quickly to the quack question because it's very topical sure yes. sure okay. I'll, I'll but i do want to say Got a sponsor for the quack question. Oh, snap. Yeah. So the, the quack question is sponsored by the Air Bombay Loafer. The uh, new Bombay 2 combines classic design with new age comfort. Great for all kids taking their first step behind the bench. Air Bombay. Ducks fly together in Italian leather. All right. Um, so this week's quack question comes from uh, our good friend Keith Leong, uh, devout quackalite. Uh, he's at Damansara Keith underscore Keith. Um, his question is, uh, once you guys have reviewed the second novel, I want you to answer this quack question. Which take on the story is better, the documentary or the novel? I'm going to say the novel, just because it's like outrageous and none of it really makes much sense, but I, I, but I dig that about it. Um, I think I'm, I find the novel more entertaining. Yes. I, I think just kind of for the absurd factor. <laughs> the fight alone is worth it. <laughs> yeah, it's like... I mean, not only should the Iceland team be kicked out of the tournament, like you said, like why are they in jail? Yeah, they should have been like deported. <laughs> deported. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Eight guys jump on Ken Wu and knee him in the face or whatever. Uh, yeah, the I like the novel is the like so bad it's good aspect of it. I mean, if you're talking just from like a straight story standpoint, and like this thing leads to this thing, which leads to this thing. Like, it doesn't really make sense. Like, Gianni's just thrown in there for, like, no particular reason. So, like, if you are into, the, like, the absurdity and all that kind of stuff, like we are, I think uh, I enjoy it. But, like, if you're serious and you're just, like, I want, like, like a, a like good... purist. Fe- yeah, I want a good feel-good story. I think you have to go with the films or the documentaries there. But I am really curious about the source material for the novel. It's like, did he have, like, an early version of the script or something? Yeah, I don't know. That's weird. We well, need to get yes, him on. We know you don't like. That's the question. We don't know. <laughs> well, I know. I was, I was rhetorically answering your rhetorical question. Anywho, moving on. Uh, quick, quick, wait, quick housekeeping thing. Sure. Uh, because I I can't quite remember, but um, 
I just want to make sure I mentioned, uh, it was my good friend, Dave Johnson, who texted me about Brock Pierce. So shout out to fairly new quackalite, Dave Johnson. Duck call. Uh, we go way back to college. Yeah. Duck so. call to Dave there. He's uh, in, he's in, uh, Orlando. Orlando. Yeah. Nice. What does he do in Orlando? Uh, he works for Darden. Uh, the, they own like Olive Garden and a couple other, uh, chains like Darden that. and the Olive Garden. Nice. Yeah. Darden, if you want to sponsor us. Yeah. Yeah. Quack, be great. Or send us some uh, coupons to the Olive Garden. I'll go. If I have a coupon. <laughs> yeah, yeah. If I have a coupon, yeah. Yeah. If you give us a coupon, we'll give you a duck call in the air for sure. I mean, if you sponsor the pod, we'll be the biggest <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> Olive Garden fanatics in the world. Yeah. So. We'll uh, beat the drum for it. Anyway, if you're Darden or if you're anybody else, just go to thequackattack.com. Go there. Contact us at Pod on Twitter. Facebook.com slash QuackTechPod. Go to iTunes. Give us five stars. Tell us your favorite part about the D2 novelization. I'm not sure what I would say. Maybe when Maria leaves Bombay and Jan. I enjoyed <laughs> that for some reason. Anyway, uh, go to the shop. Free shipping through the 19th. Ship 18. S-H-I-P 18. Uh, use the Amazon link that will be in the show notes as well. Click through that. Buy your stuff on Amazon. We get a cut. And remember, ducks fly together. Ducks fly together. Quack, quack.